on the Wake Up Radio presents your host, D. Ivory, New Energy. See me in my freedom taking all my land back. They said a lot against me thinking I just stand back. I got my legs beneath me. I got my hands back. A lot of people sabotage. They couldn't stand that. I turned the other cheek. I took blood at the blow. There's so much crisis in the world because you reap what you sow. When you keep what you know, it's meant for someone else. The did you dig for them, you might just end up in yourself. I'm in the secret place. I keep a sacred space. They keep showing their hands, but keep hiding their face. If I'm a messenger, you block me, then you block the message. So aggressive, the world you made is what you're left with. Pride and ego over love and truth is fuck up reckless. Y'all niggas got a death wish. The stupid leaves me reckless. Some place to be. Yeah. Ain't ducking nothing. This might have to build my own city when I need a real nigga passport to enter. Miss Hill, we ain't going nowhere. They're gonna have to deal with us. Make them uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Peace, peace, family, peace, light, and abundance. Peace to everybody that's here so far. Um, if y'all don't mind, let's try to ping some people into the room. And uh, I'm going to invite everybody to come on stage. If y'all would like to join the conversation, we're going to get started here in a second. Peace, peace and light, everybody. Peace, peace, peace. This is a, uh, this is a Cindy Aspie production. We are currently on the Wake Up Radio, and we are on otwtube.com. Everybody tap in. The sister Cindy Aspie has created a wonderful platform where we as, as black people can, um, we can uh, express ourselves, we can teach, we can uh, do all the things necessary without the hassle of being blocked and, and you know, um, suspended and all the rest of that uh this is an independent platform where uh we can move in an uncensored manner so let's give thanks to uh to uh, sister cindy ashby for creating that platform uh much love goddess um this here is a new energy room for those who may not be aware who are listening to the stream um new energy is my brand i create custom uh crystal jewelry as well as organizing other metaphysical tools um and the, the goal is to protect ourselves metaphysically, you know, and uh, uh, if you uh, are able to check out my uh, page on IG, it's New Energy, N-U-I-N-N-E-R-G, as well as my website, www.newenergy.com. And I also want to speak on um, our nonprofit organization entitled The Unity Walk, in which we are embarking on a, a journey towards this land project that we've uh, that we've uh been uh, working towards. So we always uh, recognize the the necessity for our people to move autonomously and to have our own um, in terms of land, in terms of infrastructure, um, 
and so that we can control our own destiny. So rather than just talking and conceptualizing about it, we as a tribe are working towards that goal. So everybody tap in uh, to the unity walk.com. Um, if anybody uh, is able to uh, contribute or wants to be a part of the land project, um, funds can be sent to cash app, uh, money sign, the unity walk. And uh, yeah, tap into the tribe. Um, so yeah, for everybody that's in the room right now, I appreciate y'all joining. Um, this conversation, I wanted to speak on a few different things as it pertains to the way that what we identify ourselves with um, as black people, as indigenous people, as aboriginal people, as melanated people. We have all these different names that we call ourselves and all the way to the point of, of being divided into factions um, that can never come to a consensus. And in my opinion, it's an extremely hindering thing for any conversation to end with um, a debate as to what we should identify ourselves with as a whole. Um, but this sentiment doesn't, doesn't end with just how we see ourselves as a whole. It's also about uh, how we identify or with ourselves as individuals, you know, the we or, or the me or the I of things. Um, when you say I am, you know, and, and what you say after that is extremely powerful, right? Um, peace, everybody else is joining the room. Appreciate y'all coming through. I'm inviting everybody up. I want everybody to come in and tap in with the God. Um, anybody who's uh, who's interested in joining the conversation, uh, peace to the God, Yarima Karama. How's it going? How's it going, G? But as it pertains to uh, as it pertains to us as individuals, you know, how we identify ourselves says a lot. Um, Whatever you say after the words I am, uh, it pretty much dictates your reality. All right, so this this is so I'm, I'm gonna talk about what what triggered what triggered this this uh, conversation for me. Um, you know, we all uh, coming into our consciousness. We always, um, all of us have our own avenues in which we come to to consciousness or understanding who we are um, as a people and as individuals. <laughs> we all come into you know into our consciousness from. Uh, from whatever angle, whether, whether we came out of Christianity and learned about, our, learned about our history or, you know, whether we, uh, whether an event might've happened in your life or whatever the case is, we all come into consciousness from our own experiences. Um, and usually that kind of, that kind of sets the trajectory for your journey and, and how you, you know, how you perceive things along your, uh, your conscious journey. Um, so I say that to say, you know, those of us who may have come into consciousness um, through the lens of, you know, Pan-Africanism or just understanding who we are as African people, uh, y'all might be able to relate to this sentiment. But um, one thing that I'm starting to notice is this is, is that, uh, you know, people people clash over the simplest things as it pertains to our identity and, and who we call ourselves, we can be having a conversation about building, about establishing infrastructure, about developing communities and all the rest of that. But as soon as somebody speaks on how we should label ourselves or as soon, as soon as somebody mentions the word black or, or African or indigenous or whatever the case is, a lot of times that's where the conversation will either go left or just ends completely. Um, and I, I feel like, we're, we're so much more as a people. We're so much more powerful as a people. 
and we represent something so much greater than any label that we can identify ourselves with. And not to mention, nine times out of ten, those words that we're using to identify ourselves with, um, we don't even understand the etymology of those words or the origins of those words. Uh, and so I feel like we get too caught up in the semantics of things where we can all still recognize the common enemy. We can recognize the common threat. Um, and, you know, people who have come into consciousness of understanding uh, people who call themselves gods, you know, people who uh, who understand energy and things like that, um, or even or even people who understand, uh, you know, certain aspects of astrology we really shouldn't bring ourselves to uh, to that frequency, that lower frequency of feeling like we have to try to defend a title as to who we are as a people before we start talking about the threat and how to eliminate it. Um, and that that's not only um, in the context of the fact that we're at war, uh, you know, with, with the oppressor of, indigenous people all over the globe, but also the internal war within ourselves. Um, so when I talk about us identifying ourselves, it's beyond ident identification as a group. It's also about on an individual basis. Um, how do you, how do you identify yourself as an individual? Now, one example I can give uh, that I feel a lot of people get caught up in is um, in the same way that we might identify ourselves with our vehicle or our car. Um, which is a fallacy. You know, when you're driving your car, nine times out of 10, most people say I'm running out of gas or, you know, um, I'm about to break down or some shit like that. And we're over identifying with the vehicle as if it's an actual representative of, of who we are as an entity. And in that same way with our bodies, we do the same thing. Just our, our third dimensional presence within this realm we tend to over identify with our physical bodies and forget the fact that we are souls inhabiting these bodies, just like, uh, you know, the human being inhabiting the vehicle of a car, you know, uh, behind the wheel of a car. I just, I really want to draw attention to the, to the fact that who we really are as a people, uh, we are eternal beings. We are uh, the drop. We are a drop of water out of a cosmic ocean, meaning we are not, um, separate from that which has created us. And in the same way, we are creators that have the same quality that exists within the all, although we're not the same quantity, if that makes sense. We're a drop of the ocean, meaning that we still cons uh, uh, consist of the same power and the same, uh, you know, the same energy as the entire ocean but just on a smaller scale, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that if we as a people are able to identify ourselves beyond, you know, these labels and these regions and these, you know, even sometimes, um, you know, trying to base ourselves, uh, 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 trying to label ourselves based off of what we've learned um, is, is in our genetic lineage. Sometimes that shit can be a little bit too confusing and still draw you away from where our energy should be going. And that's moving as a collective. So if I do my, if I do my, uh, if I do my, uh, ancestry and I find out that, you know, I've got an ancestor from the Congo, I got an ancestor from, uh, from Belize, 
I got an ancestor from East Africa and I got an ancestor from, from, uh, you know, who's native American. If I come out here and say, I'm pan African, it's RBG, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just all about identifying with my African uh, ancestry um, and making the assumption that that is not synonymous with the same indigenous ancestors who existed on this continent. Then I'm doing myself a disservice because I'm eliminating a huge chunk of my identity, you know, and then and then engaging in in these um, these pointless debates and conversations about what we all should identify with because of what I found out about my ancestry. So that's what I see a lot of people doing is, you know, taking the fact that you might have dug up some some history about yourself and found out you had a Native American ancestor. And then now all of a sudden people want to go gun ho against, you know, any school of thought or any conversation around being African people as if they're not all still the same people or as if the problem still doesn't exist. And it's too distracting. It's, it's, it's divide and conquer, you know, and it's in its rawest form and it's easy as shit for our enemy to, to draw one against the other. So I, you know, I, I just, I see it happening so much right now, you know, outside of the conversation around, you know, the, the taking the VAC and, and all that type of shit, you know, there's, there's an even wider divide between those of us who, uh, those of us who, uh, you know, want to take the stance on either side to say that we should identify ourselves as such and such in order to accomplish something that should be on the back burner at this point. There's too much shit going on in the world for us to feel like we can't move forward until we decide how we should label ourselves. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to just ramble too long. Um, I'm just wondering how everybody else kind of sees that. Like it's our, our, do y'all feel like it's necessary for us to have a title, uh, in order for us to move forward, you know, and, and if so, um, how does that, uh, how can we incorporate who we are spiritually as a people, you know, who, what we represent, um, what we represent from the, from the standpoint of being divine beings, how is that incorporated into how we identify ourselves, uh, in this, in this realm or within this, you know, within this, um, within the context of the war that we're in, you know, so that all of us can be able to at least at the very least move with the, with, with the same cause. You know, back in the day, they, they came up with the concept of black liberation theology, meaning whatever religion you represent, you know, whether you was Hebrew, Christian, Muslim, whatever, as long as you had the understanding that um, that we were all in this in this struggle for liberation together, uh, that you would put your religion to the side for the sake of, you know, um, fighting for for liberation for our people all over the world. Um and that that was honorable, you know what I mean? That, that that was that was an honorable sentiment that that we could all put together our, our, our differences. But this is this was a time that was way different than now because now that's at the forefront of every conversation. That every every conversation is the forefront of how we should label ourselves. But what does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? It's like I'm I'm only going to debate for so long about whether or not the world is flat, because regardless of what shape the planet is, we're not controlling this motherfucker. Regardless of who we feel like we are or what we want to label ourselves as, we're not in control of our own destiny, you know. And so, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, you know, as as a whole, we got to get away from a lot of those conversations altogether 
and focus on the matters at hand because because we're in the age of information, um, YouTube and Google, it's like this. It's such it's such a deep rabbit hole to uh, you know to try to come to. So it's too much information for us to be able to uh, to solidify it in our minds enough. Uh, yeah. I'm, anyway, I'm just curious to know what what uh, what you know what the family thinks about that, man. Because we, I feel like we we spend too much time and energy focusing on what we need to call ourselves as opposed to what we should be doing as a people. Queen Tarine, what's going on? Yes, peace, um, peace and light to everyone in the room. Wow. Uh, for one, I agree with everything that you said and. Like, uh, to me, it's kind of sad, you know, it's sad how we are divided because a lot of us um, do have our tribes and we're in, you know, different um, groups or whatever. And it's a shame that we are divided, that we can't come together all because we have these different ideologies. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if people understand how low vibrational that that actually is to put all these labels you know, on you, because do people even know how these labels were even created, you know, or what they actually really mean? You know, um, there definitely is a bigger picture here, and we, we have to learn how to get outside of these different ideologies and really solely just connect to the universe, you know, because when you're connected to the universe, there is no labels, you know, none of that. It's actually a, a high frequency. And um, it's crazy because after since my grandfather had passed away, I actually went to his church twice, not to go there to fellowship, but um, they had services just for people to make remarks for him um, instead of mentioning at his funeral. So when I was in there, just seeing, you know, how the people in church, like, it's like they going even harder now, you know, because times, you know, in their world, times is, you know, crisis coming back or, you know, the world is about to be a major shift going on. So they're praying even harder than what they was before. I mean, churches are having shut-ins, you know, they're fasting. They're, they're literally seeking God diligently without really, no, without them even having the big picture. And I, I honestly, I don't think that it's right, you know, for us to talk about our people that are in the churches. You know what I'm saying? Because some of those people that are in the churches actually have a lot of power. You know, um, I can only imagine if they was like in tune or hip to, you know, what's going on on a um, on a spiritual level, you know, outside of what they believe in. But um, but yeah, like, I, 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 you know, I don't like it. I actually kind of push myself away when. You know, um, I hear people put labels on things. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of a lot of these groups that get together is more like a cult. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't like force somebody to think and believe the same way that you do. All you can do is be you, you know, and take care of your part and what we need to do as a collective. But as far as bashing each other and bringing each other down, like we some of us have to take the higher road and really get on a higher frequency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, uh, contributing that to the conversation. Um, I, I actually I want to I want to speak to that in just a minute. But uh, 
want to give you know some other folks a chance to speak as well. Um, the sister Shannon, I think, was getting ready to say something. Uh, did you have something to contribute? Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually have to hop off in a second. Um, I, I, I missed part of the introduction, so I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want to be off topic, but um, I did want to just kind of um, add to, to the space that like, when we're thinking about label, labels, um, I, I, they are important um, because it shapes our reality. Um, language shapes our reality. So I, I think it's important that we're intentional about our labels. Um, when you think about uh, like, uh, like words, like if you think about the color pink, um, when you think about the color pink, you see pink, you don't see light red, um, even though pink is just light red, like literally that's what it is, but you don't see light red, you see pink. Um, same with like blue, um, blue is thought of to be like our, our, our newest um, color uh, that was discovered, but it, it's not that blue didn't exist, it's that we didn't have language for it. And so blue um, uh, uh, before a certain period was, was considered like murky gray or something like that, Like, but it was not called blue. So there was no distinction between blue and gray. Um, and murky, like a murky gray such, um, you know, so we didn't actually see it. So there was no real distinction. And so I, 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 I just add that because like, I do think like we can't escape labels. We need them to learn. Um, like categorizing is how our brains work. Um, and, and they are important, but I do think we should be more intentional about how we're labeling ourselves, what they mean and why we're, why these labels are, are coming up because they, they do impact the way that we uh, perceive the world around us and ourselves in them. Yeah, well said. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I definitely, I agree. Peace. I agree with a lot of what everyone said, but I really, I'm like, I like to study like linguistics and etymology. And um, it's like, it's incredible to figure out and to know, like a lot of people don't study outside of the English language especially people who were descendants of captives, like, because for a long time, we didn't even have a chance to even learn English, right? Because it was taken away from us. We came from a people that knew multiple languages and dialects, right? So it's like being uh, subjected to this one language, understanding not only um, the words that are pushed to us, but the etymology of it, which only means like the true meaning. So thinking about that it like really shapes your reality whether people realize it or not and then also ascribing to labels that your oppressor gave you is so damaging to the self-image of our community and ourselves like we have to understand that like that's just basics one-on-one because language is culture so what you are choosing is um, really important and then also alongside that is that really race doesn't exist right so we have to describe ourselves as pure beings of light so that's where I like what Torn was talking about because we are like literally the universe right we are everything that we're made out of carbon um nano diamonds gold like everything that's in the universe we're made out of so it's it's not it's it's not even a race thing so if you're describing yourself to example black black means to become pale there is no definition to describe darkness or dark energy like they're really like what we used to identify ourselves is more mer actually from Kemet. It comes from M E R and it's like literally pyramid because of the light beams and how it's directly connected to different stars and suns. And we were really into astrology. And then when you read different religious texts, all of it is talking about astrology, understanding the universe and how the universe works. So that's what we ascribed ourselves as beings of light, children of the sun. Um, so if we had those types of concepts, we would move differently. We're not subjugated by our environment no longer because we know who we are. And we're able to create whatever we see fit. And especially if we love ourselves and identify ourselves as such. But because we're living in this paradigm of the English language, um, it, it does subconsciously 
do something to our consciousness, right? Because our brains are, are so in smart, smart and intelligent. So even though you don't know the definition, true definition of it, your body does. Because your body knows, your soul knows that you're not black. You're carbon. Like, you know, but taking those types of definitions, it does something. Checking that box black all the time, it does something consciously. We have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of our language and what we're teaching our children, what we're passing on. Because now we're, we need to innovate. We have to innovate our consciousness. We have to create a collective consciousness and we have to move together. But yeah. Well, damn, you just, de- you definitely just articulated um, exactly where I'm coming from very well. I appreciate that. Um, I, I really do. Uh, I agree a hundred percent. And what you say about, you know, the term mer uh, or more uh, as the term evolved, um, that's something that I had to educate myself on uh, semi recently because, you know, again, what what these different schools of thought do is they they try to they try to nitpick at you know different aspects of opposing schools of thought, and so being inundated with all of this opposing information leaves people in a stagnated state where you know uh, I mean I've seen people become completely discouraged around a conversation a progressive conversation because you know it's hard to tiptoe around you know people's ideologies and shit. But, um, you know, again, you know, if we're able to identify ourselves as who we are as cosmic beings um, and, and who we are, you know, as, you know, car- carbon beings and, and, you know, dark matter beings, for that matter, you know, then it actually opens us up to uh, much more of a wider range of our innate capabilities as a people, you know, um, if I understand and stand in my power as an individual, then how much more powerful am I when I combine forces with others who have the same understanding? You know, it's, it's way bigger than than trying than what anything that we can identify ourselves with in this realm. So um, I, I appreciate you contributing that. Um, uh, the guy Yurima, did you want to contribute something to the conversation? Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, all points taken and, and so much accuracy in everything that was said. Uh, But just kind of playing the devil's advocate on this, just to a certain extent, if a lot of people, whether the book is, whether the book is, whether you believe in it or not, um, many of the scholars say that the book is about us, Aboriginal, Indigenous, Melanated people, however you want to categorize it, that Bible. And they say that that's us that they're talking about. So if we take that, if we just take that premise, I would challenge anyone to show us a time in history where there hasn't been different tribes. Show me a time in history where everybody has had the same thought process. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with people having a different thought process. Some ideologies are just not going to align. And and, 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 and that's just the way it is. That's That's... That's when you take on this garb of flesh. Those things are the things that we are trying to master in this realm. So I, 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 you, we're all on a cosmic journey. We have our individual journey that we, have to, that we have to take, which is the shadow work and all of that. But I think that um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, a god a godlike mentality or a person who's thinking on a higher level 
that thought process is not going to coincide with the Bloods, the Crips, the GDs, the Vice Lords. It's just not. And so they have they have their 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 ideology, and that's fine. And there are those of us on this side who have our ideology. And and even when you look at it, we're still attaching ourselves to something because we put words, we, we, we attach ourselves by putting words to this. So if I say I'm a God, that's still attaching myself to something. If, 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 if we say it, you know, I was, I was, uh, there was a, there was a post I put up today or it might've been yesterday. I can't remember, but, um, it was talking about, as a matter of fact, it was a live stream I did today talking about royalty and a brother got on and said, well, if you're, if you're doing landscaping work, that's not royalty. And so he immediately, he immediately equated royalty with a certain standard of life. Now, that's his ideology. Do I agree? No, because in my concept, the person who is royal, the king or the pharaoh, he's the one who actually does the most work and contributes the most, which is why he gets the title. But somebody else's ideology might be the king or the pharaoh is the one who gets to sit back because and, and gets all the wealth because he might be they might feel like he's the smartest in the kingdom. So he deserves that position. And all the peasants are the one who are supposed to do the work again, tying ourselves to titles. Is it going to help us win a war? Absolutely not. But when has there been a time in history where there hasn't been tribalism? When there when has there been a time in history, even before even before and we have to be honest about that conversation. We always had ancestors with higher elevated levels of thinking. But that doesn't mean that division didn't take place. Division took place with Akhenaten before the European was even thought of, before the European was on the scene. And so, you know, that, that, that kind of tribalism, um, that kind of division has been here. Now, was it honed to a certain extent? Absolutely. Uh, uh, were there higher elevated levels of thinking and consciousness that propelled our ancestors forward to, to do the great work and bring the great mathematics, bring the great astrology, the great astronomy, uh, uh, to build miraculous pyramids that today that they still don't have the mathematical equations for? Absolutely. But was everybody, was everybody, on the planet at that time, all in accord with the same thing, highly unlikely. And so I think that as we take our cosmic journey, um, I do think that we have to get, I, I, I know that we, so, so, so the garb of flesh dictates that we're going to attach ourselves to certain things. In the spirit realm, we're not. So as conscious men and women, we know that we probably shouldn't attach ourselves to labels. But as conscious men and women, we also know that there's 85% and that the majority of people are going to attach themselves to a label. Are we going to change that? Probably not in this lifetime or the next or the next one after that. If we're recycled back through this, through this dramatic experience that we have, that we have come through thus far in this garb of flesh. Um, so so I, just, I, I think that we, we, for those of us that know better, and, and, and it is very divisive. It's sad how divisive it is. It is very divisive. But I don't know a time in history, and I don't know where anybody can tell me a time in history where humanity was all on the same page. 
I don't know that time. And, and I'm, I'm a historian. I study. I don't know a time where humanity was on the same page on everything. They just, it, it, we would be robots at that point. And, you know, even when you look at the African dynasties, you know, Lower and Upper Egypt didn't just hold that dynasty. They didn't just hold those dynasties. There was a different tribe, Ethiopia, that held a dynasty. There was a different tribe, Timbuktu, that hold those that held dynasties. So, so I mean, it, it, I we just have to now. Now that doesn't mean that they were necessarily at war with one another. Different ideologies doesn't mean that people are at war. People attaching themselves to labels doesn't mean that they're necessarily at war. It doesn't mean that they can't elevate. We're just up under dicta European dictatorship and rule. And because, like the emperor said, we don't even know our own language, we're using a bastard language to try to define and describe who we are as a people. And that within itself is a fallacy. But everybody's not going to be in accord with, with one one particular um, one particular thing. That's why I say, look, the skin color alone should dictate how we move. Forget the label. Doesn't matter if you're nation, doesn't matter if you're more, doesn't matter if you're Hebrew Israelite. We're under attack. And when when the system of white racism attacks, it's not saying hands off because that's a more, hands off because that's a Hebrew. It's absolutely saying hands on because they're black. They're not adhering to Aboriginal. They're not adhering to anything. They're saying because they have that melanin, that which we, that which doesn't exist within us. And because we know what genetic, genetic annihilation looks like, that's the reason for the attack. And they don't care about the title. We're adhering to titles that they don't care about when they come in contact with us. It means them nothing. If I say I'm Aboriginal, they don't care. If I say I'm more, they don't care. They don't care. If I'm wearing a kufi, they don't care. If I'm wearing a turban, they don't care. If I'm dressed in African garb, they don't care. I see, they see black skin, that's it. Common enemy right there. That's, and, 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 when I see them saying, that's how I look at it, common enemy, off top. I don't care what their title is. I don't care what part of Europe they're from. It doesn't matter. They're off the top of common, they're an enemy, off rip. Facts, facts. And, and you know what? Um, you know, with, with what you were saying from the from the perspective of the devil's advocate, um, I'm going to speak to that, G, because... Uh, <clears throat> When you speak about um, when you speak about Kemet, um, you know Upper and Lower Egypt, the there's King Narmer that separates those th those dynasties that existed prior to King Narmer, those dynasties where there was you know the the Nubians on on the the north uh, or, or in Upper Egypt and you know um, and those who inhabited Lower Egypt, King Narmer is the one that came and and combined the two to where Upper the Upper and Lower Nile came together and that was the inception of the long dynastic period that existed after that. Um, so Egypt, the, the majority of Egypt's power came after the unison of upper and lower Egypt. Um, to your point that, you know, all over the world, we've been tribal people since the beginning of time. Uh, 
We've had, you know, different factions. We inhabited different parts of the African continent. We spread all over the world. We inhabited different continents and different corners of the planet. Um, the difference between how we operated then and how we operate now is a couple of things. One is whatever traditions and um, whatever ideals and, and uh, you know, whatever religions and all those things that existed in each of those tribes, whatever, whatever, uh, structure that they developed among their tribes happened organically and it happened from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. And whatever it was that separated those tribes, whether it be geographical location or just their way of doing things or the climate in which they live, uh, whatever the case is, uh, those are all things that just happened to be inherent among those groups of people. Um, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't ideology or, or anything imposed from an external force. And so that's the difference is that, you know, we might be tribal people. We might exist in different places, just like now black people um, in D.C. operate completely different than black people in Florida. And, and it's completely different from black people in California. We talk different. We move different and all of that. But then there's all of these um, commonalities that supersede all of that um, and, and that are actually that actually speak more to the core of who we are than all the rest of the you know, superficial things that exist outside of that, like our accents and dialects and the clothes that we wear. You know, there's, there's soul ties that we have with each other that speak to who we are in spirit before who we are as, you know, um, uh, somebody from, from a specific neighborhood or somebody from a specific state. You know, and so I think that that was always understood among the African continent. Um, actually, the book that I referred to a few rooms ago called Grasping the Root of Divine Power, that's actually the premise of that book because they talk about um, among, among the majority of African spiritual traditions, there's always the common denominators of that zero-one binary. And there's always a common denominator of uh, like a pantheon, of, a pantheon mm. of deities that represent aspects of nature and things like that. So I say that to say, you know, of course, of course, as indigenous people, we've always been tribal. We've always been broken off into factions. But uh, we didn't have a problem coexisting among one another. We did not clash to the death for the sake of protecting something that's intangible. And, and that's, that's the thing now. Like we, we fight now for an, for an intangible ideal as to what we should be calling or what we should be called or um, the intangible idea of this being my neighborhood. This is my block. So I'm going to kill you if you step over on this side. You know what I mean? The intangible idea of seeking some material wealth that, um, you know, to mimic somebody that whose, whose lifestyle you can never get to because we're subjugated economically. You know what I mean? And so it's all these different things that we fight and kill each other for now based off of our tribal nature, but it's been perverted with, you know, capitalism and self-hate and all these other different things that plague our community. So now what, what, what comes natural to us as tribalism has now become, you know, um, more divisive than anything else that's put in our path because again in any conversation that you have about moving forward and building as a as a unit you can't get past a certain point until everybody has reaches a consensus a consensus as to how we should label ourselves and present ourselves to the rest of the world i'm just saying i don't think that that's nearly as important as you know the action that needs to be taken because you know egypt was the center of the world because people from all over the place came and built in Egypt, you know, people from everywhere over the sake of 
you know, over the course of tens of thousands of years, people came together to form Egypt. You know what I mean? And so that, that, that diversity was, was, was made of all of these different parts of, you know, the ancient world, be it, you know, the, the, what we call now the Middle East, you know, extending all the way over here to the Americas. You know, we all were able to come into these different areas and, and treat them as the economic centers and the education centers of the world. You know, because we work together for the common goal. Look, the pyramids are strategically placed along the ley lines of the whole planet. The, the Giza pyramids is, 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 in, is, is in Egypt um, strategically because of where that is on the planet as it pertains to the celestial bodies. And then all over the world, we have thousands and thousands of pyramids that all have their own place um, as it reflects in the cosmos as well. But everybody did it for the same reasons, you know what I mean? Into the same goals, to, uh, to the same... Uh, what do you mean? What, what, uh, uh, to the same, uh, you know, with the same intention. So, you know, I just think that now, because of the fact that we're more fueled by um, just the ego of being able to have, you know, intellectual stamina in an intellectual conversation, we're more driven by that than we are driven towards the results of actually building for self, you know, actually having something that all of us under one umbrella, despite what we call ourselves can exist simultaneously, you know, and coexist. You know, I, I don't, and, and, and I'm not saying that to say that, you know, everybody can go or that, you know, as we, as we build our communities that any, any and everybody should be welcome into these communities. But I'm speaking primarily to those who, uh, who identify themselves as conscious from whatever angle, you know, and, and, you know, the term conscious means that you are aware. That means, that means that you're aware of what's going on around you. You know, that can mean something completely different for somebody on the other side of the country. You know, somebody who's in Oregon, you know, living whatever lifestyle they live out there. And when they become conscious, they have a different environment. They have a different set of experiences that they have to become conscious and aware of. So that when they tell me that they're conscious, it's they're conscious of something that I have no concept of and vice versa. You know, and so it's not enough to just say I'm conscious. It's, it's like, what are you conscious of? You know, are you are you just conscious of the fact that black people are getting killed in the streets or are you conscious of the fact that that black people are the original melanated gods of the planet and white people are, you know, literally you know, have literally lassoed our souls so that they can recycle our energy and feed off of us. That's a whole different level of consciousness, you know. So I just you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, everything you said, God, uh, is, is, was on point. Uh, I just I just think that, you know, that perspective from, you know, from. That perspective on the other side, you know, that devil's advocate perspective of, you know, well, weren't we always a tribal people? Most definitely. We've always been tribal. But were we always when we when we clashed in the past, when our tribes clashed or warred in the past, it was over tangible resources. And our clash was not for the sake of. Um, uh, just it wasn't for the sake of just conquest and it wasn't for the sake of. um world domination you know it was more circumstantial to whatever environment that was and it had something to do with tangible resources in the natural environment and that's completely you know that in my opinion that's completely natural that's an organic experience uh, experience among indigenous people on the planet but what the europeans brought to the table is something a lot more strategically insidious in which they divided people in order to turn them against themselves so that there can't be any progress made 
And I just feel like we feed right into that shit whenever we had these conversations about, well, nah, we, we ain't Africans. We ain't come over here on slave ships. Our people's is native to this country right here. So fuck all that Pan-African shit y'all talking about. We don't fuck with them Africans. We don't fuck with this. We don't fuck with that. And it's like, look, if all of those things can't exist together, if, if I can't say, yes, I have some Native American ancestry and I also have some West African ancestry and I can't be real about the fact that, you know, all of the different ancestors that I have over the course of the past 500 years, literally, you know, the understanding that I had two parents, four grandparents, eight great grandparents and, and, and fucking 16 great great grandparents. And it just expands from there. All of them people could have been from 10,000 different places in the world. And I would still have come out who I am today trying to pick and point out which part of my genetic structure I want to most identify with before I decide what group to attach myself to, before I decide what my goal is among that group. At this point, we're thinking backwards because it's too much of a fucking hodgepodge of information out here to try to make that type of decision before moving forward. So I just think, you know, that, that shit can be stagnating in a way. Um, Queen Marianne. Oh, oh go, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. No, I, I, I agree with you, D. I was, uh, so I, I think that, I think that, um, and, and, and I totally agree. Like I said, I agree with, I agree with everyone that spoke. Um, I just think that, so when I hear, when I hear somebody, um, I've had the fortune to sit in the tombs um, to find self. And so I don't identify personally. I don't identify with labels. I, I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And so, but I also understand that everybody's not on that journey. Everybody doesn't see it like that. So when I hear somebody say I'm Hebrew Israelite, or I hear somebody say I'm a Moor, I automatically know that that's a black man or a black woman or a spiritual being who's having a human experience trying to find themselves, just as we are all trying to find ourselves. And so I automatically know that that person is trying to find themselves because We've been stripped of culture. We've been stripped and we, we can't remember. One of the people, one of the first people that they made sure they killed was the griots and the right, high priestesses right. to make sure that we, our religion or spirituality was destroyed and to make sure that the messages that were sent down via the griots, that that was, that that was snatched from us. And so you're absolutely right. Holding to these frivolous holding to these frivolous uh, labels, because that's what they are. And and this is another thing that the white man has created. They want to label you about everything. You're, what, what are you, part of the Senate? You're part of the re- Republic. you part, you a blood, you a crip. you part of the Fraternal Order of Police, or you part of the KKK. The, I mean, you know, or, or are you both interchangeable? Uh, are, you a mason? are you a Mason? What degree of Mason? So there's all kinds of labels and this is what they do. This is what is used to divide us. And so I get that. I get that. And we're, I get the level of war that we're in. Um, but I also get that um, that's probably not going to change because everybody is, is on their journey. And each person is really trying to find themselves. And, and I think, I think that, that uh, some people get lost in the sauce with that. And then some people are able to make the transition. Like I, I was, I, I was part of the nation at one time. Then I went to the Moors. Then I went to the Hebrew Israelites. That was all part of my journey. I've been with all of those groups, and I ended up seeing the fallacy 
in that because I did deeper levels of, of, of study and was like, wait a minute, this is not making sense. This is not adding up. Wait a minute. This seems to be some mad made. And then I started to find that track to the spiritual side of things. And when I found that, when I started moving into that realm, it was like, what the fuck is these labels for? <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, once you start tapping into that, um, but fortunately I was able to be in those tunes to tap in when you're out here with a lot of distractions and you know, the, 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 the measure for the day is, is consciousness because this is a fad right now. There's people in it. That's just a fad. I I've been in it while it was, while it, while it was still under the radar, but there's people where this is a fad. And so there's some who are serious, who are really trying to tap in. And then there are some where, okay, we're going to wait until the next fad. And so they want to align with something. And we have to be able to define who that is, who the real ones are, and who who, who isn't. We really do. Um, but unless you can actually get away and go into those tombs, go into those mountains, go into those quiet places, and fortunately for me, that was for years. I was able to spend time in those places to find self. A lot of people are going to be caught up with the distractions, and it's unfortunate. They're not going to find themselves. And they're going to, unfortunately, stay with labels and titles. And it's it, it's unfortunate because we're in a war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you're right, man. It's, I mean, and and that I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of my mood in general as it pertains to our people is that, you know, as, at some point we do have to realize, you know, like Garvey said, you know, everybody everybody is not going to be able to go to, you know, the promised land or to where, wherever it is, you know, that <laughs> whatever it is that, that, that someone might have the, you know, the ideal projection in terms of vision as to what our people are able to accomplish. There's always going to be those people who are too caught up in the semantics uh, to look up and see that there's a mass migration to something better, you know, and, 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 and that's, and that's cool. That's, that's, that's all well and good. I do personally, I have, I have, um, I have an understanding of where Tareen was coming from when she talks about, you know, the Christian church and shit like that. But um, the thing about it is that um, when we talk about spirituality and we talk about, you know, people being mis misdirected and misled through religion and things like that, um, I, I kind of see that a little bit different in the sense that, um, for one, it, I look for what has been derived organically. You know, what has been derived among people without outside influences and stuff like that. And when it when it comes down to our vision of God, our vision of the divine, how we got here, what we are as a people, who we are, um, what our purpose is in this body, what we're capable of and things like that. Um, I, I think that the perpetuation of something that draws you so far from self, like to continue to teach something that pulls you outside of who you are, you know, that strips you of your power by saying that you were born in sin or by saying that you um, are incapable of reaching certain heights as a, as a quote unquote fleshly body. Um, I think that all of those, that, that, that type of indoctrination is counterproductive to masses of people because although they might be praying a whole lot more now because of what's going on in the world, they might be having all these different revivals. They might be doing all the jumping up and down and catching the Holy spirit because they feel like, what's written in their quote unquote holy book is coming to pass because of what's happening in the world. See, these people fail to realize for one, that 
the Bible is written in scriptures, which means that it's a script, that this is written by people who knew and planned these apocalyptic events and knew around what time in which these events would take place so that, of course, to continue to maintain their power, they can induce that type of fear in people to where as soon as they wave their wand, everybody's going to start jumping up and down thinking it's the end of the world. But um, the point the point of that is that, you know, there's there's something to be said about who that spiritual energy is being directed to. When it's being directed to anything outside of yourself, we got to understand that that's always the archetype. Anything that you put in the place of your own, your the own the, the archetypes of your own subconscious mind, anything you put in that place, you sit in that seat, you can treat as your God, and it can be as real as you want it to be. Facts. You know, this the, the kids really do believe that Santa Claus dropped them gifts off. And so in their mind, they got a picture of this motherfucker dropped down the chimney. They, they saw it in their mind. And when they woke up Christmas morning, they saw that the, the presence there. That shit completely confirmed the reality of Santa Claus because they saw them gifts right there. And they, and, 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 and they dreamed about Santa Claus that night. You know, and the same, thing is, the same thing is for all of these Christians that because, you know, because the mainstream media is, is you know, perpetuating all this doom and gloom, Oh shit! The world is ending. This is going on on this side. It's these natural disasters on this side, and you know there's plagues over here and mass murders over here, and you know and, and these this is what this this is the end of days. Everybody start praying right now. We need all the pray warrior prayer warriors. We need all the, the the Holy Spirit catchers. Everybody, you know, in the name of Jesus. And that's the problem is that is that as soon as you put as soon as you personify something outside of yourself to put in that position of something that's going to help or save or change your environment, you've immediately taken the power away from yourself and the rest of your people by perpetuating that. And so I don't like, like personally and, 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 and Tarine, you know, of course this is no, you know, no direct, um, you know, lash at what, at you around what you were saying, but, you know, personally, I really could care less what the Christians are doing because it's it's null and void if they're doing it in the name of Jesus, because that's literally a fabricated archetype that's placed there for the subconscious minds of the indigenous people to eliminate the pantheon of of uh, of uh, what am I trying to say of of divine um, attributes of self that we should be gravitating towards for that same help that we're reaching outside of self for. So I just, I got, I feel where you no, are. No, I agree. I no, actually... no, no. I agree with you. Like, don't, I, I mean, I don't mean to cut you off either. No, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Maybe I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I didn't express that right. Um, I totally agree with you, but it was just, you know, taking me to a, uh, taking me to a place of where I once was at when I was at the church and just seeing like dag, like they still in the same place. You know what I'm saying? But um, but no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm not saying any, you know what I mean, that I agree with what the Christian church is doing because I already know what's up. So like, yeah, I got I you. I, I got you. I just, no, I just wanted to. Um, I was just speaking to the concept itself. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, just because you happen to bring it up, but just the concept itself. Because somebody I spoke to, um, somebody I spoke to before had mentioned about uh, was talking about gospel music, right? And, and just the power in gospel music. Like to this day. It's certain things I can listen to. Like if, if Mahalia Jackson comes on, it's, it's something like, like her voice gives me chills. You know what I'm saying? Like some of those old spirituals and stuff like that, it gives you chills. If, if I was, if, if, 
this shit would never happen. I can barely let it come out of my mouth. But if I was to walk into a church right now, right, they got they got a geometric structure as to how the pulpit is constructed with everything points towards the pulpit. You know, they always got that that uh, that vaulted ceiling in the church. All the beams in the ceiling, all the beams in the infrastructure of the building point towards the pulpit. And then there's always an acoustic surrounding where the pulpit exists because the choir stands behind the, the, the preacher, right? And so as the choir projects and this harmony and, and understanding how, like how, how spiritual and how powerful music is and frequency, you know, mu- music is literally, you know, um, our ability to harness different frequencies, combining them and creating harmony out of something that is completely intangible. That's, that's, that's extremely magical, you know, regardless of what the genre of music is, or whatever, it's all about frequency of music, right? And so when, when the choir stands back there and you got the percussion and you got the organ playing and you got the, these powerful, these voices from, from these powerful people who are tapped into something in their subconscious mind, it may not be the correct, you know, uh, energy that they're putting their, their uh, belief in, but they're believing in something. So they're putting all their heart and soul into singing this thing and this projecting out and it's gonna hit you because we're talking about frequency. Right. But, um, oh, so the, the point of me saying that is that uh, somebody tried to explain to me that, you know, the, the spirit of the people um, is where the power comes from when it comes to all these different religions and stuff like that. So I guess you can make that synonymous to like all the Muslims all praying to the east at the exact same time every single day, five times. They all pray facing the same direction. Right. That's, there's a lot to be said about the, the power and the energy of the people being directed towards one specific energy or one specific goal. That's what we do with our group meditations, you know, with the tribe here. But the difference is how, how, aligned with, how aligned with the nature of who we are is the, uh, the subject of that meditation, you know, or, or the archetype of your subconscious mind. How aligned is that with the nature of the essence of who you are. If it doesn't point directly to your higher self and your lower self and your spirit guides and your ancestors and the all as a deity, then it's off track because, you know, anything that's not aligned with nature cannot continue to, to perpetuate itself. It has to be fabricated by something. You know what I mean? And that, and that's what these, that's what these religions do. They just fabricate um, and, and, and push the momentum of, you know, these different practices and shit that's, that's based around something that somebody created and gave the masses of people. That's, that's the opposite of going in, you know, to really find self and, and to do what we call shadow work all the time. You know, um, I, I just feel like, um, you know, the, the, the religious labels are probably the most counterproductive. Um, but I just think that in, in, in the context of these, of, of these conversations among conscious people, that's kind of a given. You know, when we talk about religion, it's like, yeah, okay, we, we, we know that. You know, all of us have superseded, you know, that that part of ourselves that needed to identify ourselves with one of these new world religions. Um, but now that we're speaking on a conscious level, um, there's still factions of us who may have let go of religion. We may have let go of those spiritual labels, but we're still tied to trying to label ourselves based off of uh, how we got to where we are here in the United States. You know, I, I just recently um, was looking at a documentary that was just talking about, you know, the, uh, that point in the uh, 
I, I guess the late 70s or whatever, when, you know, as a whole, black people decided we didn't want to be called African-American. We wanted to be called black. And it was all these little um, specials and shit that was coming on TV at the time where, you know, white people and everything else would, would argue among each other. Like, no, we don't want to call them African-Americans anymore. They want to be called black now. And, and they're like, well, no, well, you know, I mean, they're arguing among each other what black people want to call themselves um, at that time. And so now that the term black has stuck, the term African-American hasn't gone anywhere, you know, and, and now you got all this new information that people are gravitating to. You got the people that only rock with Kemet information. You got people that only fuck with, you know, the Hebrew Israelite information or, you know, the Rastafari, you know, whatever the case is. And as soon as you have a conversation among anybody across those lines, it becomes the, the, the conversation becomes about the differences that exist in those ideologies as opposed to um, our actual condition uh, of our people that's, that, that supersedes all of that. So um, I hate to be redundant, but you know, that's, that, I mean, that, to me, that's, that's really, um, that's the biggest stronghold in our people right now, as, as far as I'm concerned, even more so than motherfuckers just being coons out here and, and, and defending white people. Those people become null and void when you build an unconscious people. I mean, at some point, it don't matter. It doesn't matter anymore Facts. that it's a whole bunch of dumb niggas out here. It doesn't matter that it's a bunch of dumb niggas out here. We give that shit too much energy. Like I know, I know if I walk outside, I'm gonna see the same fucking people doing the same shit they was doing two, three weeks, two, three years ago. You know, but among us, among those of us who proclaim to be conscious and that we're that we're building as a unit, you know, as as a people. We do too much, you know, infighting. We do too much of that shit. We do too much of that shit. They say when you argue with a fool, somebody on the outside looking in don't know the difference between the wise man and the fool. Because you sat down and argued with this motherfucker about what it means to be black or what it means to be aboriginal. And they're like, it, it doesn't fucking matter. What, whatever it is that you want to call yourself, when we going to do something? When we going to, you know, I, the world is flat. It might be. It might be, it might be a whole big fucking hoax and all this shit might be a simulation, whatever the fuck. But within the simulation, we don't control our environment. We don't control our resources and we have no control over the destiny of our people. Facts. So that's, that's, that's kind of a, yeah, that's, that's the angle. That's the angle of the conversation. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Yeah. You, real quick, you hit on it right there. You, you just mm. hit on it. it uh, I put up a post about, about probably about a month and a half, two months ago. And it said, stop telling the black woman you're God. Show her. <laughs> Facts. And, it, and it's the same thing here. It doesn't matter the label. We have to start showing people. I'm a big proponent of show and prove. Mm -hmm. We can talk all day, but look at what happens when we get together. We show and prove. Like we actually mm -hmm. get out and do it. And so, you know, the labels at that point doesn't matter when we're all together and that energy is moving amongst all of us. Think about every every get together, every group meet we have had. Ain't nobody there been worried about a damn label. And we didn't have different groups, different tribe, mm -hmm. tribal members there. Right. Label didn't even come up because it was exactly. all about this melanin. It was all about the spiritual journey that we're on. And so you just hit it right there. It's about showing and proving. People can have those arguments. And you're absolutely right. When when those arguments ensue, that's when it's time for we used to have a saying in prison. The when something would happen, when something would happen on the compound in the prison where one of our brothers was violated, 
you always knew you always knew who the revolutionaries were you in every situation because the moors the nation the christians the the brothers from 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 different tribal communities would get together they would talk they would argue they would beef the revolutionaries would come in the room be very quiet listen for a couple of minutes and then they would leave and then 10 or 15 minutes later you would hear you would hear the alarm going off lockdown lockdown because while everybody else was beefing the revolutionaries went and put in that work they did what needed to be done they didn't talk about it they showed and proved now it's a lockdown somebody's bleeding somebody's going to the infirmary and that was it they the revolutionaries always came in they listened for a couple of minutes when they saw oh these niggas just arguing let's go do what has to be done and they did it and that's what we're doing that's what we're doing D that's what you and I and so many others are doing right now we're just doing it facts facts man it, you know it's i i've been you know just tapping into different rooms on clubhouse and it's funny because you know it, it seems like the way that they manipulated this algorithm um it's like they're intentionally giving you spaces and rooms on your timeline that are that that are that are contradictory to <laughs> to the shit that you're about, you know what I'm saying? I, and I don't understand what, what's really going on, but every room that shows up on my timeline, no matter how the title is worded, once you get in there, they talking about some wild shit. Like it's, I'd be surprised like how ignorant motherfuckers still are, you know. And and it's almost like um, I'm so used to this echo chamber. And, and, and speaking among people who get what it is I'm talking about, like I, I literally forget how ignorant motherfuckers are outside of outside of my immediate circle, um, and it's it's just it's it's frustrating for me because um, yeah, it's, uh, so so what's frustrating to me is that you know in in all of these spaces, um, there's always going to be you know those who chime in to piggyback off of somebody else's ignorance with no. Uh, with no need for uh, referencing any sources, with no need for any type of logical argument to be made, people just agree based off of the sentiment of of uh, of protecting some shit that 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 they feel like is a uh, you know already in place. You know what I mean? Like there's there, okay, so there was there was a conversation that I was in um, on Clubhouse where the brothers were talking about. Uh, I can't remember the name of the room. I can't remember the name of the room, but their whole the whole point of what they were saying was that Europeans have taken what existed before them and made it better. So we should be grateful for Europeans because the Greeks enhanced everything that Africans were doing prior to. Right. And so when I saw when I heard what they were talking about, you know, I jumped in the room and and, and, and these are these are black men talking about yeah, I'm partial to Greece. When, you know, historically speaking, in terms of the greatest civilizations and the and the and the greatest contributions to the world, um, I'm partial to Greece. And they kept saying that. And so I, I jump in a conversation, and I'm thinking that if you know if, if I just provide a little information, like these seem like you know brothers who who read and you know who care about new information. So if maybe if I present them with some new information, you know this shit might you know kind of shift the the, the tone of this conversation. So I said. You know, with all due respect, you know, I entered I enter the room humbly. You know what I'm saying? I just want to say that what y'all are saying in terms of Greece being, you know, the uh, 
the uh, the greatest contributors to world civilization. I said, you're completely wrong. And I explained how, you know, all of those Greek philosophers, Hippocrates, Socrates, Aristotle, Herodotus, all these motherfuckers were all, um, for one, for one, I have you know that these motherfuckers didn't even exist. But if we want to keep it, you know, if we want to keep it simple, you know, I explained it in a way, you know, where I didn't have to go that far. I just said, all of these philosophers were all students in Egypt. Um, and not only were they students, but when Alexander the Greek came down and destroyed everything that existed on the Nile Valley, he did so just for the sake of usurping all of that information and all of that knowledge, distributing that among his comrades and, and allowing them to take it back to Greece to civilize Greece so that they can get a kickstart in world civilization. And that's how the Greek, you know, how the Greek uh, uh, civilization began, you know, after Alexander the Great conquered, you know, Egypt. And by then, Egypt had already been inhabited by some Greeks. It had already been inverted by Persia, invaded by Persia and Xerxes and all of that type of shit, King Darius. All that shit had already happened. So we, we're even, even still, we're talking about a later, a later uh, dynastic period in Egypt um, separate from, you know, the greatness that existed for tens of thousands of years before that. I say that to say, you know, when, when Egypt was at its height in its golden age, when it was populated primarily nothing but African people, um, the world respected Egypt as such, right? And in and, and, and the same way that the world um, respects Europe now, you know, with that same information. So anyway, I'm trying to explain that to these brothers. And with everything that I say, the brother comes back and he says, in so many words, you know, a lot of our people, talking about me, a lot of our people, instead of looking at things, you know, from a big picture, a lot of our people are speaking from a place of pain and hurt. And, and, they, and they just can't get over certain things. And, and he goes on and on and on, never addressing anything substantial within my argument just trying to discredit my position by saying I'm one of those angry pro-black African dudes who doesn't understand um, that these other perspectives of, of why white people did the way that they did and how the end, how, how the means justify the ends of what white people have accomplished. I don't have a full understanding of, um, you know, what, what the Europeans intention was as to taking this information and populating the rest of the world with it. Right. That shit blew my mind because these dudes was really standing on that shit. And I, and I was like, hold the fuck up, man. Like, I'm, I'm really wasting all of this energy on trying to get people to understand some shit where, you know, there's already, like, people are, have, so much, um, have so much momentum in the direction that they choose to think, despite any outside information. Like, once you feel like you know what you know, and this is the problem with, with being in the information age now. Once, once you think you know what you know, people close themselves off to any more outside information. And then that faction of people grows to the point where everybody's going to co-sign and, 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 um, and validate what it is that you think you know without having done any research. And, that's, and I feel like that's where a lot of this division and shit comes from. Uh, people, people ain't out here really reading. You can tell who read The Destruction of Black Civilization and who didn't. You could tell who knows anything about Urugu and who don't know who never heard that term in their life. You know, you could tell who understands the history of African people from 4500 BC on forward, you know, through through now and how you know um, you know how how these great civilizations were taken down and rebuilt for somebody to say that they 
you know, a parcel to Greece and shit like that. It's like your scholarship is flawed. And then, you know, when you're met with somebody who knows what they're talking about, you're much more concerned with protecting the existence of, you know, white dominance and shit like that. We, we too far gone to think that we can relate to motherfuckers who ain't already on code. There's, there's really nothing, nothing to talk about. And CD. And that's, that's the reason why I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead, guy. No, I'm saying those are the exact ones that we don't have time to wait on. They, they like, like, because they will taint. If you, if we let them into our structure, they will taint the babies that come. They will taint them because they have that European Negro pian ideology and they have to be excommunicated from any group that, 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 that we are building with. There just has to be people that will not get in. And, and that's just the way it's just got to be. And from a revolutionary standpoint, um, I mean, it's not even debatable. It's, it's just not. If they're knocking at the door, they don't get in. And if they keep knocking, they need to get killed. Facts. Because I can't afford for you to taint these babies. Because after, after we're gone and maybe you're still here or maybe your babies are grown now and they're here, you've tainted them with this, with this ill-gotten knowledge that you have, which is not factual. It's not based in facts or truth. And then that's what gets passed on. And those are the ones that we call Negro pians. And the analogy that you gave with the church earlier was spot on. It's spot on. When you're anytime you're looking outside yourself for a power source, then that means you have excluded yourself from being a part of that power source. Right, right. And so now you become a detriment to the rest of us because we automatically know that there's no sky daddy coming down. We automatically know that they have given you tainted fruit and that they have taken your power. And so if you're still on that gravy train and you're not even willing to you're See, see, one thing about people that read the Bible, I check them. I check and see what part of the Bible. If they stuck in that New Testament and not willing to take a look at the Old Testament too, I already know you're not on scholarship. You're on what the slave owner gave you as reading points. And that's mm-hmm. going to be the difference between you and Nat Turner. That's always going to be the difference. And so once I see that, I automatically know where you're at. And there's no, there's no amount of prayers that you can do, no amount of anything that you can convince me of. And so those people have to be excommunicated. And, and for you to even have to go through that with a group of black men in this day and time, that, that's, that's despicable. Ancestors turn over in their grave, just hearing. It's despicable. Yeah. Chaka Zulu would have killed them. He would have murked them all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. It's like these people are implanted in our communities. And, and even if it's not, you know, and, and when people say that, like that people are, people are agents for white supremacy and shit like that, it's not necessarily that they was kidnapped and tortured and then, you know, um, you know, forced into, you know, being a soldier and going out there undercover to infiltrate the community. Nah, it's, it's, the, it's the overall indoctrination. Those who subscribe to the overall indoctrination and, and subscribe to the status quo and then defend it with their lives, you know, those are, those are, are they're, they're agents unbeknownst to them, you know, which makes it even more dangerous because that shit can't be broken when it's in ignorance. And that's, I feel like that's what's, that's what's happening, man. It's like, you know, it's, it's people out here that will literally, you know, that, that'll literally fight tooth and nail without even giving, you know, the, the, the truth a second thought. Um, 
uh, I want uh, brother Jay Ali. Peace, God. I, I just uh, peace to the God. Um, peace, God. Yeah, yeah. Would, would you like to add to the combo? Yeah, I'm going to be a little shorter today than I normally am because I'm, I'm watching my son. And if I can get this, my little two, cent, two cents in before he realizes that daddy is occupied. But, yes, uh, I was actually literally, as you were talking about the, that group, that you had an opportunity to, to chime in with the coons and the buffoons. Uh, I was literally looking at stolen legacy and the destruction of civilization on my bookshelf. And, and for anyone to have the audacity to hold up the Greeks of all people, of all the people in history, you, you want to hold up the Greeks, the people who stole the uh, Egyptian mystery system, the people who were in- introduced the whole pedophilia and homosexual energy that is currently perpetuated today. I said, that's just, I'm just like, I couldn't even wrap my head around that. That was just, <laughs> I was exactly. mind blown, but. But we, um, I mean, we have to understand. We know what it is. It's, it's you know, uh, it's groupthink. You talked about uh, how, you know, people don't do research. No, because you know why they don't do research? Because it's not convenient for them to do research. That requires actual work, you know. And half people don't even read books. They just want to read clip notes. It doesn't have clip notes. It doesn't have a movie or a YouTube video behind it. They're not going to take the time to read it because – I know for a fact they haven't read the destruction of a black civilization because that's a read. That's a very heavy, heavy read. You have to be committed Facts, brother. to exactly. finish that book. You had to be committed to finish. I have to read. I had to read that book about three or four times just to totally grasp everything that that uh, brother Williams was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And so in stolen legacy, and, and you know, I mean, hell, you know, GM James got killed for writing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You reveal too much information, so it's just you know. And during these times, you know, we just don't have time to. Uh, and you're better for it than me, because I, I, I get on Clubhouse when, 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 uh, when you, either you, the God Karima, or somebody I know has a room, but I don't, I can't, I don't have the energy to go room to room. Because I stopped debating people or trying to do that stuff in 2020. I don't have the energy for it anymore. I, I applaud you for at least t- taking the opportunity to try to have a civil conversation. But I'm far past civil at this this point. Um, I'm not have zero interest of, of talking to to any of these Negro peons whatsoever. But um, going forward, it's, it's a, for me, it's just all about solutions. You know, we, 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 the problems are, are, are infinite. We all know all the problems. So now for us is just to figure out, you know, the solutions to these, these problems that we've been talking about for the last five, 10, 1500 plus years. And it's about our children and making sure that, you know, they get old enough to start having these conversations with us, that we start actually having some answers for them. Because too many of the, the people before us or people our peers have, uh, they won't even answer a direct question because it's all of they, they've been um, raised in the world of propaganda, but they don't even have to answer a question. Yes, they, they see these politicians, ask, you ask them a direct question, they don't answer it. They dance around it. And so what happens is we have this copycat group thing society where, where everyone uh, doesn't have to be held accountable for their actions. And so we, the people in this room, we hold ourselves accountable first. 
So you can't hold someone else accountable until you hold yourself accountable. And because we hold ourselves accountable, we demand, we don't ask for accountability. We demand accountability for anyone that shares the same space with us. Because if, if, if they don't have, if they don't hold themselves accountable, people like myself, people like you, people like Yurima, they're going to be extremely uncomfortable. They're going to be like, oh man, that guy, he's kind of intense. No, he's just fucking real and he's authentic. And we don't have time for bullshit. It's too much stuff in the world going on. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to make sure that my son has an opportunity 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years to have some sort of autonomy so he can live in the world that he chooses to live in, you know what I mean? To do the things that he chooses to do and not have someone trying to dictate or, or uh, shove agendas and ideologies down his throat. And so, you know, when he's old enough, I want to be able to have these conversations with him and, and really be honest you know, when he starts to ask us, Daddy, why is it this way? Why are things that way? You know what I'm saying? Because too many of our, our, the parents currently, they don't tell their children the truth. It's either because they don't know the truth or they choose to ignore the truth because it's not convenient enough. And that also goes back to the religion talk that you guys were having. We're talking about the church and we're talking about when we're looking outward, when we should be looking inward. Well, that's where the group think mentality starts because when you grow up in the church, you're taught to do what? To be obedient, just to go along, not to ask questions because asking questions is, is, is that's, I guess there's something wrong with asking questions. So I'm sure the guys in here were, were the ones that was asking questions. We was probably the ones who was always getting in trouble, but yeah. we were also the ones that were always seeking for understanding and we weren't satisfied with someone just because an adult told us something, we went to go sought the information for ourselves because we weren't satisfied with it because it just wasn't adding up. And so, and that's, that's how we become the black sheeps of the family because we're not satisfied with that same answer. And so, yeah, that's, that's my two cents. My son is not allowing me to really dig in deep like I want to, but I appreciate it. And I love what you guys are doing. And I, Thank you for letting me get my two cents. Most definitely, God. Most definitely. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, you, you made some powerful points there. Um, and, uh, you know, to the to the whole, you know, the, the thing is, like, I've, I, I've gotten to that point where, you know, I used to be all into just, just banging against, you know, other ideology that I didn't agree with. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's like one of those young, those young minded conscious things that you do, you know, when you're, when you're new in your consciousness and you kind of just not understanding some things and, you know, you got to speak out against what you've been learning and shit like that. Um, not against, but, you know, speak out with the information of what you, that you've been learning. And, um, and then you end up finding whatever ideology kind of most echoes what you think you already understand. And, you know, I feel like uh, all of these paradigms that we have access to, they're all created paradigms, meaning as infinite as this universe is, we have the ability to manifest out of that infinite potentiality any type of reality that we wish to create for ourselves. 
you know, when, when, when you go in and, and you're meditating and you're manifesting something, you're pulling from infinite possibilities of what you can decide to manifest out of your mind in that moment. Right. And so with that understanding, it's like all of these different schools of thought, paradigms and ideologies were exactly that. They were, they were fabricated out of the need to accomplish something specific for a specific group of people. And that's all the way across the gamut, whether you're talking about, you know, black people or, or Aboriginal people here, you know, post-slavery, or if you're talking about, you know, um, fucking Europeans when they came out the cage and they had to create, a, you know, an, an ideology for themselves so that they can do what they had to do to, to, to try to survive or whatever the fuck. Um, these are all paradigms that we create among ourselves. So with that being said, like, as as helpful as they've been up until this point um, for giving us a sense of identity as, as a people here, as sporadic as that may be, because we're all over the fucking place, but it did serve its purpose for the time being, you know, in, in the, in the early sixties, um, even, even prior to in the fifties, you know, the, the, what, from the thirties, forties, fifties and sixties on up, um, you know, uh, Elijah Muhammad, you know, the nation of Islam, the theology of time and all of that shit. That was necessary for that time being for black people to put themselves in the position of, of divinity, you know, by saying we're the original man here on this planet. You know, it was necessary for black men and, and black women to have something outside of what we were given in this country to identify ourselves with. You know, as time evolves and more information becomes available to us as a people, Stolen Legacy wasn't written until the 50s, sometime in the 1950s. And that, that that's presenting all of this new information about Kemet and stuff like that, that white people our oppressors have been privy to you know they got essays and papers about our ability to create our reality you know about us living in a simulation and you know all these different things even you know the metaphysical concepts that we are learning and teaching now um they were writing essays about this shit in the 1800s you know what i mean like this this like this shit is not new information to anybody but us um but as we as we receive this new information, we create paradigms and ideologies out of that information. But this paradigm hadn't existed until we decided to create it. So I just think that a lot of those paradigms at this point are outdated because we're in the information age, because we have so much access to so much information that we can't we can't stagnate ourselves in any of those fabricated realities and sit and sit um, you know and sit and soak in them because. Um, there's always much more to be learned. You know, a man that knows anything knows he knows nothing. Um, so the arrogant scholarship has to stop. You know, the 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 whole, what I mean by arrogant scholarship is, you know, this is what I learned. This is what I pulled from from the, the, the information reservoir that we have that is the internet. And this is just what I'm going to bang on no matter what information is presented to me. This is what I'm going to bang on. And I'm not about to build nothing or do anything productive with nobody other than people who think exactly like this, right? Now, it makes sense if you're establishing a tribe and understanding that these are the people that I'm going to survive, build, and thrive with. I'm not saying that everybody should be a part of your tribe. We're, we're building a tribe here. We have a tribe here. You know, and, and this is like a, like a no new friends type of thing, you know, to a certain extent because you can't just allow any and everybody in. But with that being said, I'm talking more about um, understanding that although our tribe has this specific frame of mind, specific ideology or whatever, um, 
when I come across a tribe whose ideology differs from mine, the goal is not to eliminate and obliterate and conquer and, and, and control the, the ideology of this tribe. The goal is to say, okay, with your ideology and our ideology, how do we, how do we combine what we know and understand to build something much greater? Or how do we just part ways and coexist without impeding on each other's freedoms and, and autonomy? And I think that's what we've done through the millennia as a people, but now it's been reversed and flip-flopped to where, you know, when we come across somebody whose whose ideology is different than ours, we're trying to figure out how to convince them otherwise or how to break that shit down to them in a way that they can submit to our own ideology. And that, that way, you know, all of us can think on the same page. That shit is fantasy, it's, it's, it's fallacy, and it's fucking impossible, you know, considering the condition of our people. So that's that's really what I wanted to hit on in this room. Um, real quick, I just want to shout out the Queen Cindy Ashby. Um, and we are on the Wake Up Radio, uh, and this uh, this is the platform in which you know, uh, in which our people, however you want to label yourselves, us Aboriginal melanated people, are able to uh, express, teach, learn, um, and build without being centered, without being cut off, suspended blocked uh like we do these mainstream uh, uh social media internet platforms so we give thanks uh to cindy ashby for the platform um to everybody listening this is uh new energy um this, this is all about high vibrational conversation this is all about you know uh, uh ascending beyond the status quo and becoming who we really are and, and existing within the true essence of our beings uh so, you know, I, I appreciate the tribe. I appreciate the family for tapping in. Um, I, I also want to emphasize um, for those who are here now and for everybody who's going to listen to this stream in the future um, to tap into uh, what we're actually doing in real time um, with the Unity Walk. Now, everything that we speak about, no matter what ideology or school of thought people come from, it all the conversation is always centered around what we need to do. I don't know how many statements start out with, well, what we need to do is, well, what black people should think about is, well, what we got to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. But all of those, any at least anyone with any type of substantial significance is always going to be about how do we become autonomous? How do we build for self? How do we establish an infrastructure? How do we develop a community that, that that's not subjected to the oppression and you know, the, the fucking redlining and the gentrification and the, the food deserts and the famine and just poverty um, and, and the trauma and the violence and all of those things that exist in our disparaging communities. How do we develop one from the ground up? You know, so we took it to the next phase where it's not it's not it's not conceptualized. It's not about, you know, uh, conversation or debate at this point. You know, we are actually on the ground in real time and we're trying to establish uh, just that, you know, we're building a community in which uh, we're able to move autonomously and, and sovereign uh, within our own um, within our own rights as as uh, as melanated beings on this planet. So tap into the unity walk, um, because as much as we talk about it, we're not doing anything without the financial backing, you know, without people coming together and collectively contributing to uh, to the cause of developing that community. So if that's what you're about, if you've ever uh, found yourself speaking on that as, as what we should do as a people and shit like that, I strongly suggest that you tap into the Unity Walk. 
unitywalk.com for more information on the organization and this land project. Um, and I actually want to encourage everybody to contribute as well at, uh, on, uh, through Cash App via uh, uh, dollar sign the Unity Walk. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, hey, so much love to the tribe. Yeah, yeah. But and, and real quick ahead. on that, it, it, what what you it, it goes right in, it goes right in line with what you just said. Because guess what? What we're doing in real time when we because this is about labels correct so what we're doing in real time guess what we don't care what your label is because we're not dealing in labels as long as you show up in black skin or what's considered to be black skin you just you can't be white (laughs) or other right 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 so we're not dealing in see we're not so so again we're not dealing in labels you know we don't care what your label is if you have if you are sincere on your journey and are really trying to build, that's what our concern is. And it goes right along with this stream. Just wanted to. Oh, most definitely. Hey, hey brother, just, and just so it's known for, for anybody listening with all of these conversations, whether we're in the mastermind Alliance room or whether we're tapping to the new energy room, listen, all roads lead to the unity walk. All roads lead to autonomy for our people and liberation for our people. So that's I, I'm saying that to say that you know that that's that's what I had in mind when I you know when I started this room, brother. Um, and I just wanted to bring it up, bring you know, bring it full circle, you know, and understanding that, you know, we're not we're not having these conversations, um, you know, just for the the, the intellectual, you know, uh, masturbation of it all. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're really trying to we're really trying to develop some some uh, some real tangible results out of uh, out of these conversations. Um, so yeah, again, you know, um, brother, I, I appreciate you for you know establishing the uh, the uh, the unity walk in the first place. But even uh, j- just as much, I want to um, I want to thank the family and everybody who's gravitated towards you know the understanding and towards the message and us like-minded people. And by like-minded, I'm not talking about all this scatterbrained shit that's going on out here. I'm talking about those of us who really are anchored and firm in the understanding of what the fuck's happening you know, and, and what needs to be done. You know, it's not a whole lot of us, but the, the few of us who get it, um, I, w- I wouldn't rather be in the community setting with anybody other than other than y'all anyway, you know. Um, and so that's what this is about, you know. Um, the whole idea about what we label ourselves, um, it's a hindrance in our community to the extent that um, a lot of our conversations could be a lot more productive our energy can be directed in a much more um, in a much more tangible way than what we've been what we've been doing with it, you know. And so, yeah, that's what this is about. I'm actually getting ready to get off a little bit earlier than I expected. I, I got to make an important phone call, and uh, you know, I just wanted to, uh, as brief as the conversation was, man, I just wanted to tap in and and uh, get on that with the family. So I appreciate y'all contributing, man. Does anybody else have anything else to add? Does anybody in the audience uh, want to come up and did you hear anything in the conversation you want to speak on? I'm, I'm going to say one thing real quick before I go, and I didn't catch the beginning of the conversation. Maybe it was addressed, maybe it wasn't. But in, in, in response, to, I see the title, Does It Matter What We Label Ourselves? And I think that depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about um, from a status of like political status, it does, just from the simple fact that you know the laws of this country um, are designed 
to where they either protect two entities. That's either white people or people with that indigenous distinction. And because a lot of us haven't been uh, privy to the history of our Aboriginal indigenous roots, we've been basically left out in the cold for pretty much the majority of, of our existence as long as these white people have been on these lands. Now, are we talking from a metaphysical standpoint? Are we talking about just from a from an esoteric standpoint? Then no, labels don't really mean anything. But when it comes to like census and, and uh, you know, just understanding your rights as indigenous people, understanding your, the fact that, you know, there's land that's, that's, that's owed to, to pretty much everybody in this room, you understand what I'm saying? From a, from a, from a, that particular perspective, then then yeah. That, but uh, hopefully that uh, add con- I wanted to add context. To that. Yeah, thank you, brother. And yeah, I, I actually actually uh, when I started the room, I was hoping that you were in it, in, you know, from the beginning because, um, you know, we we we've been in this conversation, you know, and, and uh, so I, I want to say this because I, I mentioned it earlier, um, but but to your question, uh, I mean to your statement. Uh, what I had in mind was was both of those things. Um, from from one from one standpoint, as it pertains to our physical existence on this land, and this and this reality in terms of the society and things like that, I understand what you're saying about you know needing to identify ourselves for you know for the in order to have a, a, some political leverage based off of how the laws are written and things like that. So by by no means am I discounting that at all. Um, but what I'm saying is that. Um, in, in the conversations about, you know, what we need to do, right? Um, so uh, uh, let me say this. If we're talking specifically about the people, uh, those of us who inhabited this continent before the Europeans came, um, if whatever label refers to those people, whatever label that is, I mean, we use words and language, it just is what it is. Um, but if it's the understanding that it's referring to the people who, who populated this continent prior to European rule, that's just an understanding that people have to come to despite the, the, the term that's being used. And that's, that's all I was talking about was just the term itself. When you say, you know, we're uh, Indians or we're Native Americans or we're um, Aboriginal, we're indigenous, we're African uh, or, you know, whatever the case is. That's usually when the when the division starts happening, um, and so it's not about the sentiment of using a label. Um, it's it's just the sentiment of those labels being uh, divisive to the point where we're not able to have progressive progressive dialogue around solutions. Um, so that's where I was going with that. But also on the physical or metaphys- I'm sorry, on the spiritual or metaphysical side, um, I was talking more about you know us being trapped in the ego of our third dimensional existence. Um, Without understanding that, that is a fleeting identity. It's a fleeting concept because who you are is different in the minds of everybody who knows you. Everybody, everybody that you meet is going gonna, is gonna to describe you differently based off of their experiences with you and their own perspectives and their own experiences. So to over-identify with any of those is counterproductive to our own growth and evolution as individuals because we're not meant to just be crystallized into one specific label or, or, uh, or realm of existence. Um, because what, what that does is it prevents you from continuing to grow into who you have the potential to be or who you were 
meant to be before even coming into this physical body, if that makes any sense. Oh no, um, oh, no, I, oh, no that makes perfect sense. Copy that. Like I said, I didn't catch the, the beginning mm-hmm. of the conversation. That's on me. I had a lot of things going on, but thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that. I just wanted to make sure that I was on the same page with the title and what it represented. And I, I thought mm-hmm. the reason I am, and I, I figured that that's where you were going with it. I just wanted, I didn't want to assume. I just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure that I got the gist of the entire conversation. Facts. No doubt, God. No doubt, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, was there anybody uh, in the audience, if anybody would like to contribute, or if you heard anything that, you know, triggered a thought or whatever the case is, um, feel free to tap in. Otherwise, if nobody else has anything to add, I'm about to jump off of here. Um, but again, it's, it's been a powerful build as usual. Uh, hey, and, I just want you know, to say one thing, D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. You're awesome. I mean, thanks, I, brother. I appreciate that. I got a chance. Not only, not only uh, have we had some time to, to spend time and kick it uh, in your city, but I love what you're doing, brother. Um, I'm seeing you grow, and um, it's beautiful to watch. You're 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 brilliant. Uh, you're a brilliant mind, and uh, that needs to be acknowledged. And so. Um, I thank you. I thank you for your craft too. We need crystals right now and you're providing. Um, so I just thank you for, for, for what you, for what you are doing, um, and what you are yet to do. (laughs) You're, you're, you're about to do some big things, what you have yet to do. Um, we, I I just want to give you thanks and, uh, acknowledge that you are, that you're a great black man, brother, and we appreciate you. And I know the the title black man. I you're a great celestial being in this physical <laughs> realm. Let's put it like that. <laughs> yes, and we love you, brother. Good thanks, God. I I really appreciate that, man. And and likewise, man. You know, we're reflections of each other, which is why we gra- gravitated towards each other. You know, via these platforms, man. I, um, you know, I, I definitely um, see. I see you as a reflection of self, and uh, you know I'm grateful for that acknowledgement, man. And uh, and likewise, man, I appreciate you and your platform and your ability to 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 pull us like minds together. And you know whatever we whatever either of us are accomplishing, and I'm speaking to everybody, you know, in, in the family, you know, whatever we accomplish, we're accomplishing together, you know. And um, you know I, I really do see it that way. And uh, you know this is all just all we're doing is just expounding on what's already there and. You know, the purpose of me, um, for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't heard me say it before, you know, the purpose of me branching uh, out here onto uh, into this specific club on Clubhouse is to bring balance to, you know, some of the conversations that we have as a family, um, not not separate from, but as a part of what we're already building on. And so um, just to let that be known, you know, when you come in Yurima's room and you see both of us moderating, you come into my room, you see both of us moderating. That's because, you know, despite the platform or the room that we're in, we still operate as a tribe and we still have in these rooms for the sake of building. Um, <clears throat> and that's what we're doing. It's just somewhat of a different approach to the to the same conversations. Um, so, you know, Yurima, I appreciate you, man. And, and I, I'm grateful for you sharing your platform with me, brother. And, uh, you know, hey, we, we, we both doing great things, man. And we're going to continue to do so. And, and the same goes for everybody else in the family, you know, so. Now, I love all of y'all to death, Dream. I love you, brother. And I appreciate everything that you just said, bro. And, and I just wanted to 
I wanted to just, uh, you know, give you the same in return, but I appreciate you as well. Um, so, hey, with that being said, indeed, with that being said, man, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to tap out of here. Um, I want to, uh, one more time, uh, I want to, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. I want to say, um, if you uh, look at my bio, uh, look at some of the work that I've, that I've done um, in terms of my craft and things like that. Um, those of you all who are following my journey thus far, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of my craft and my business, um, I recently announced that my jewelry is being carried in a shop uh, called Free Queen C Shop, which is located in Baltimore, Maryland, um, by a sister who uh, named Twyla, who has allowed me to uh, to bring my jewelry into her shop, and she's been assisting me in, you know, the process of, uh, you know, creating certain avenues and things like that. So, um, I just want y'all to uh, I want y'all to tap into new energy for your, you know, your, your copper crystal jewelry needs, your other metaphysical tools and things like that. Um, but beyond just, uh, you know, supporting me, understand that um, what I do and what I represent is far beyond me. It's, uh, this is about healing. You know what I'm saying? This is about, you know, really tapping into the powers that we have as forces of nature. We're not separate from nature. We're a part of it. This natural technology that we use and I call it that because that's that's exactly what it is. It's natural technology, uh, being that these energies and these frequencies interact with us um, as tuning forks, if you will. You know these these metaphysical tools. Um, you know we create what well, we, we we discover them within the earth. We enhance them and we we charge them up and we exchange energy with them for the sake of raising our own consciousness and our own vibration. And we're doing that. Um, as a whole with and for each other. And so um, I just want to say that, you know, to the family, everybody who's been supporting my brand, you know, everybody who's um, who shot with me, everybody who's encouraged me in any way, who shared anything of mine, you know, I just want to say that, you know, all of you have contributed to my ability to continue to do what I do because my energy is, is very, uh, is very important and maintaining a certain energy and a certain, a certain mental space and emotional space is pertinent to me being able to do what I do and without having the support of, you know, the tribe and, you know, being able to exchange ideas and, you know, at least just even sometimes just to let shit out, you know what I'm saying? Just to be speaking and, and just purging certain thoughts out of my own mind, you know, that all helps to balance me out and to keep me in, in the right frame of mind to, uh, to do what I do. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to say that I want to thank everybody that's been supporting me. Um, and even for y'all, you know, tapping into my rooms here on clubhouse, I'm grateful for y'all. Um, and yeah, again, you know, we're going to continue to do big things. We're going to continue to build as a family. And uh, shit, I mean, as, as fucked up as we are as a people, the only way is up. The thing is, we're the ones who are the custodians of that of that ascension. You know, we're the ones who have to facilitate uh, the raising of the consciousness because we have the understanding at a time when 95% of the world, or better yet, 85% of the world does not. You know, uh, as as the five percent, we have an obligation, not an obligation to change the minds of the eighty five, but an obligation to lead the eighty five away from the slaughter. By example, Brother Yarima said it perfectly before. Uh, we have to just show them, 
we have to show them. Not that what we do is just for the intention of showing, because it ain't for show, but it's for show. And if you ain't from the South, you might not know what I mean by for show, but it's the opposite of for show. <laughs> you know, we, we legitimately are building for the sake of uh, establishing something real. So um, real quick, I was actually about to close out the room, but I see the Queen Michelle uh, wants to add something real quick. And then after that, we'll be up out of here. Um, so come on up, Queen. Get you up here. Peace, goddess. Peace, peace. peace. How are you? Peace, God. Peace, family. Um, I just wanted to tune in real quick, chime in real quick. Um, I listened to the conversation. I couldn't say anything. I was at work earlier, but this was a great conversation. I appreciate you guys and um, opening up important dialogue like this. But um, I label myself as a spiritual being having a human experience. So that's how I identify. But um, great conversation. I just wanted to say hey real quick, and that was all. Have a good night, everyone. Give thanks, beloved. And that's exactly right, and that's a perfect way to, to end the room. We are spiritual beings having human experience. And not only that, we are all intertwined with one another. You know, our energies have been projected out into this realm, you know, are these, these, light, these light bodies that we are. You know, we all... Um, we've all descended from the same source. We're, we're literally, you know, we're, we're literally a culmination of all the same energies. So when I say we're a force of nature, that means just as much as the wind is a force of nature, just as much as the ocean and the water on the planet is a force of nature, you know, us melanated people are another one of those pillar elements that keep this world turning. So we got to remember our place, not only in society, you know, better yet, not only you know, as individuals, but also within our relationships, within our families, within our communities, and within this world that we're building. Um, this new world is ours. You know, this is, this is and has always been a black planet. And so, you know, our, our duty as the conscious beings on the planet right now in 2021 is to continue um, the facilitation of restoring cosmic order to this realm. And that's what we're doing. Um, all of us are pertinent to that process. And for that, you know, I thank everybody. And I should say, you know, let's protect our energy. Let's continue to stay on our square so that when we come together, we come as whole individuals. And therefore, we can be that much more potent in our, um, in our action towards liberation. So with that being said, this has been a new energy room uh, produced and presented by Cindy Ashby Productions. This is on the Wake Up Radio. Um, and on the wake up to tap in uh, much love to the unity walk family. Um, and if you would like to contribute to the land project, that would be cash app dollar sign, the unity walk much love. We up out of here. Peace. Look it up. Lord individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on. Dang. Cindy on the wake up. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? 
Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it. Tired of black people getting on white owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money. Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.